Creating your own reality. Is it possible for me? I am Jennifer Cahill, the Consciousness Architect, and I am here to tell you that it's not only possible, it's closer than you might think. Welcome to the show. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Regarding Consciousness. We have had many thought leaders on this show, including top scientists, authors, entrepreneurs, and today is no different. We have a dear old friend who has actually joined me twice before for my old podcast, Get Yourself the Job, Rhonda Viteri, who is a world-renowned technology executive, entrepreneur, philanthropist. Rhonda, it's so great to have you here, my friend, and I do want to read a little bit of your bio to share with our audience. So Rhonda is a seasoned C-suite executive and passionate global leader in technology. She is recognized as one of the most powerful women in technology as previous Estee Lauder company CIO, CTO, Herbalife Nutrition, and much more. Rhonda continues to be on a mission to empower and inspire others through sport and STEAM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math, or Medical. A global C-suite executive and corporate athlete herself, she applies this mental model in and out of the office, guiding how she leads her life with others around her. Rhonda is an active leader, whether she's spearheading corporate initiatives around the world or competing in another Ironman 70.3 triathlon, as well as mentoring students and athletes globally. Rhonda is a two-time author, including her latest book, Grit and Grind, which we will be speaking about today, that offers a simple 10-part practice for readers looking to build bone-deep confidence in their own abilities. Rhonda, my friend, so great to be back with you. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. It's great to be back with you. Seems like yesterday. I know. When we were in studio, Rhonda and I first met in studio at LA Talk Radio, where I used to host my old show, and we just had so much fun together that we've stayed in touch over the years. And when I heard about her new book, I said, Rhonda, we have to have you on. Because grit and grind, what an apropos topic to talk about in today's world. I think the one thing a lot of us could use a little extra of right now is fortitude and strength. As you and I were speaking about before the show, but that's something when we talk about consciousness, sometimes people have this perspective that consciousness means like that ooey gooey, I'm going to sit on a mountaintop and go, oh, where in reality, consciousness has so many different flavors and strength and fortitude is one of those flavors of consciousness. So tell us a little bit about your journey, Rhonda, in case people haven't heard our other interviews earlier. And then I'd love to get into grit and grind. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. My story is, I'm going to date myself, Jennifer, over 25 years of tech experience from telecommunications to finance, to insurance, to beauty, to private equity and wellness and fitness. And I've always been in technology and I grew up with when the BlackBerry hit, we had to innovate everything. So literally dating as technology evolved, I've evolved into leadership roles with building out teams. I'm all about building out high performance cultures around the world, lived around the world. My background is Italian heritage for those folks that don't know that. And I'm also an athlete at heart. Uh, I'm a swimmer at heart, Jennifer. That's where I got my really swimming, my mental fortitude, being in the pool hours and hours, swimming back and forth. 
And I had to stop my athletics since I've worked since I was 12. I've just continued to work and now picked up my athletics, I would say about 12 years ago. And really the higher, the more pressure the job was, the more intense my race schedule has gotten. And I've continued to have that mental fortitude to help me push through things and challenges. And that's where I get it in the races and the triathlons racing across America. You have a lot of thoughts in your head, Jennifer, to push you through these moments. So I'm all about giving back through sports and the next generation. I'm so passionate about because when we were growing up, I didn't have that person that really helped throughout the career to continue. I had a mentor in business in the same industry, but I didn't have someone helping me make all these decisions. And I think that's important in life. There's just so much, Rhonda, that we have around this where talking about race across America, that's one thing. And you're talking about mentoring the youth. How do you prioritize what you do when? I think that's a really great aspect of mental fortitude is learning how to prioritize your time. How do you balance it all? Oh, thank you, Jennifer. Time is currency. I look at it. So time is currency. I Race schedules, I plan a year out, sometimes two years out because of the training, the board meetings laying on top of it. And I overlay the schedule, but I have a promise to myself that helping the teams give them wellness breaks to encourage the time that they need to do gardening, whatever makes them tick. It doesn't have to be races like this, but I prioritize family, friends, sports. That's a part of my mental health. Mm. When folks see pictures of 70.3s, I'm doing it for a cause, for my fortitude. I'm working through something and strategy in my head. I'm pushing through something, Jennifer, and it's all about it. In the book, I go into it. Be intentional with your planning. Don't dilute yourself and be very, very focused on what you want to actually have as a goal and write it down. So let's backtrack for a moment because I feel some of our listeners cringing right now. (laughs) I like to put myself in the listener's mind and this idea of intentional planning, or maybe it's just me, (laughs) would talk to us about intentional planning. How Let's say it's not our gift. Clearly, it's one of your gifts, or maybe it wasn't always, and you can share with us about that. How do we become masterful at intentional planning? That's a good one. So everyone has intentions, whatever they are, maybe to be learn a gardening needle point, learn, they want to meet someone, put it down what you want, the end goal, and then work backwards. What are the steps? Who do I need to help? Who do I need to ask for help? That's key, Jennifer. Who do we need to ask for help to get to that end goal? And then mark it on your calendar. So I have a calendar, a view at a glance. Folks may laugh, even though I'm in technology. I have a paper calendar that I write on a 30-day planner that I'm very intentional, Jennifer. I can flip and see the whole month. And I have my goals up there. So it's how did I connect my goals? What did I do every day? I look at it month by month. You can go day by day as you go deeper, but that's what I mean by intentional. Look at a view at a glance way ahead of time. I'm all about the line of sight and long-term planning. But if you take it day by day, but you look at it month by month in chunks, it will help break the brain down. You hit on something so powerful, Rhonda. And I love that you just brought this up because It's so funny. Do as I say, not as I do. Years ago, one of my favorite techniques that I used to work with people on is something called the five-year plan. And the idea is much to your point, 
you envision yourself like Merlin standing on top of a mountain, looking backwards at everything that you've created. And you start at the five-year mark, and then you work your way backwards to the fourth year, to the third year, to the second year, to the first year, to six months. And ironically, I was just preparing to do that with one of my coaching and mentoring clients the other day. And you know what's funny, Rhonda? I am building my next company in fundraising, and I'll be darned if I have not done that myself. <laughs> and so I love, how do we not have this conversation right now, even though I was about to coach a client on it? It just was in my blind spot that, hello, Jen, you can't do anything without a five-year plan. It's what has you be successful. Yes. Three to five-year business plan, long-range planning. We call it LRP, long-range planning in the work corporate place. But you have to do that for your personal self too, as far as development. So great. And so let's go back. What percentage of your time, how do you know when giving is too much? I don't know if any of you out there have struggled with this, but I know it's an inquiry I've been in too. Sometimes we overgive and then our own bucket or our own cup is depleted. So how do you determine how much of your valuable time that you're mentoring, helping, sharing, training? How do you allocate that time? When I plan out intentionally to your question, I know October is all about South Africa, Africa, the kids, September, a lot of it's India. So I have chunks of time where I know. I also tell my family and friends, Jennifer, and I think this is key. I'm going to go down under. This is out of balance. They know, a lot of them know. My nucleus knows when I'm, and I make sure that people know because I don't want to take quietness as a negative either. But I write it down every day and I can feel it in my body. And if I miss a workout or something, I don't speak to someone, then I check myself. So you really have to be grounded and and I know it's hard because we overgive because we want to help everyone, but you have to not dilute yourself, Jennifer. And that's a big topic. Don't over dilute because you won't get anything done and you won't end up helping the people to the magnitude that you want to or they need. It's such a great point. I love my husband very much and he is the kindest, most thoughtful husband you could ever hope for. So for six months or so, Every morning I would wake up and I would always make him a coffee and then he would make me breakfast while I meditated. Though he recently was working with one of our dear friends who's a coach on being unmessable with, which I love. And she said, you know what? The first thing you have to do is fix your schedule because, and I could see it. I said, honey, I love you so much. And I love your scrambled eggs more than anything else in the whole wide world, but you got to honor you. And so now he's switched his routine to get up at 6am, go straight to the gym. And his whole life is evolving and shifting though. It's about holding those loving and healthy boundaries for what do I need first? Because otherwise it spirals your day, your week, your month out of control. If you're always giving, giving, even if it's coming from a good place because it's someone you love, right? It is. It's so true. I'm glad to hear your husband change that. That's why working out in the morning is so, that's my intention every morning, a gratitude message to folks, but it changes your mindset, Jennifer, for the whole day. Because if you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to give to other people? Yeah, it's true because there. my husband was just sharing with me from one of our teachers he was speaking with yesterday about the key things that one of our teachers was saying that you need. And one was sleep, another was nutrition, another was movement. And I believe there were two others. Though if any of those are out of balance, if we become stagnant, our energy becomes stagnant and we need to move our bodies to move our minds, right? Yes. Movement is medicine. Ooh, I love that. You should coin that if you have not already written that down. That is your next book, by the way. Movement is medicine. I can see that being another bestseller. 
Thank you, Jennifer. It's so true for the mind, body, soul, and spirit. Just move, breathe, whatever it takes. And what if you just can't bring yourself to move? What if you are just having, feel the energy, it's just sticking on you right mm. now, pain. Like I hear so many people saying, yeah, but dot, dot, mm-hmm. dot, I have my kids. Yeah, but I have a demanding boss. And how do we begin to get out of that tar pit, that mire that we're stuck in of our own consciousness and the physical reality that's out there that says, yeah, but I have X to handle. How do we remedy mm-hmm. that? And slowly in moderation, walking outside, sunlight, even the cold brisk walk here on the East Coast, Jennifer, it wakes you up. If it's 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be that. If you're stuck on Zoom, it's okay now to turn your camera off, even for a little while and just do or do arm lifts. I welcome people having weights and doing arm lifts for movement because during COVID, we were on Zoom a long, 19 hours a day, all different time zones, no boundaries, Jennifer. So it's I welcome folks doing that. And I was just speaking on a panel, Davos, yesterday about the workplace hybrid, how people working differently. And you have to be conscious of how much you're on this technology and the lack of movement. So I'm glad you asked about that. But people feel they can't. You can move. Bathroom breaks, wellness breaks are very important. Yes. And there are two things that I want to highlight on that. One that I've noticed is a big trend that's coming up is people who might do work while they're on a stationary bike, or there are some treadmills that are set up for that. A lot of my executive and business friends now might take meetings. One of my dear friends, Bill Lau, famous VC guy out of Ireland. Every time I talk to Bill, he's walking on the treadmill. And to that point, something interesting that Deepak shared when we were at a retreat in Dubai a couple of months ago is he said, it turns out that the best way to stay healthy and fit, believe it or not, is just to even walk and zone two, so a little bit brisker pace than what you would normally walk at for 45 minutes a day. If we all took time just to walk to, say that's less than two miles during the course of our day to one meeting or another, to and from the car, that's a great opportunity to work on keeping our health and well-being up. Yes. And you can listen to a podcast. I have silence. I don't want anything in my ears, but walking and just feeling the air. I love to run outside. Don't I don't run on the treadmill. I have my bike for that I do inside for a race across America or any triathlon I'm doing, but it's inside. And I do take meetings from it, Jennifer. And that helps encourage others that it's okay. Yeah. I do the same thing as I've been doing this thing called 365 days of tips for living your best life. And I was recently in Mexico for three weeks and I loved it because I don't have an elliptical at home. And I would just sit there and any of my videos I had to edit or things I had to post instead of spending that extra 20, 30 minutes doing it at another time, I was able to safely easily do it while I was simultaneously getting my cardio in. And I'm like, yes, epic winning. (laughs) Those dailies that you do are fantastic. Thank you for doing those. (laughs) Thank you. And I kudos to one of my dear friends, Arthur Samuel Joseph, one of my coaching clients the other day, I told him about the 168 hour exercise and God bless this client of mine. He came up with a whole spreadsheet because we all only have 168 hours in a week. And yet most of us are completely unconscious about how we're spending that time. And I think if I'm hearing you, Rhonda, one of the things that you're talking about mental fortitude is also increasing your 
effectivity of doing what you say you want to do and then also being intentional, bring it back to that intentionality that we spoke about earlier of how do I maximize the time that I have in order to be able to do so much, right? Yes, you have to be intentional. And every time you say no, you could be, you're saying yes to something else, whether it's yourself or another goal that you want to make. So everyone should get used to saying no, it's okay. Because if you look back at your view at a glance, you know why you're saying no, because you want to be intentional where you're spending your time and with who. Exactly. And it's such a great point. It was funny, Arthur, my friend who I mentioned, he trained actually Arnold Schwarzenegger. And when he was training Arnold Schwarzenegger to use his voice, one of the things Arnold said is that I will never bifurcate my time. I will focus on one project because if I give 20% of my energy here, 20% there, Mm -hmm. nothing is going to get accomplished. And I think in today's modern, everything is available all at once. And we want this and that and all the different variety that we have in choice. I think our attention is so steeply bifurcated into so many projects and social media and emails and so on and so forth that we're not utilizing that full momentum and capacity Mm -hmm. to have to really push through. And I would imagine that ties into your idea of fortitude as well. It does. And you utilize the time and the fortitude and just to continue, you want to feel like you're going to give up. Like I put in the grit and grind book, don't push through it. You'll have your moments, Jennifer, and you have to maximize the time. I can't say enough time is currency. And if you are just sitting somewhere stagnant for 30 minutes, hopefully you're meditating and doing something for yourself, but not just woes me or negativity. It just downward spirals. And let's go back to that because I can hear our listeners asking the question, what does Rhonda Viteri do? What do you do, my friend, when you are on your knees, you're just overwhelmed, overworked, exhausted. You just don't want to do it anymore. How do you pick yourself back up? I swim. It's hard. The water is tranquility and the sound is something that brings me peace. Jennifer, I'm off the device being in tech, even though some swimmers have swim with their iPhone and put it at the end of the pool. No, that's the no fly zone. even when I'm training, but swimming is my active meditation. And I want to highlight too, that no tech aspect. That was something else that I learned in the last few years is to turn off your device. Even if it is for 10 minutes or 30 minutes, we are addicted. We are constantly on our devices and I attempt, and I don't do this always successfully, but at least once a month, I attempt to turn off my device for either a half day or a full day and spend the day in silence. I like to up it just to see if I can be with myself for that period of time. And I might reflect or write or work out or do different things or go for a long walk. And we have so much noise in today's world. That, and when you said earlier, Rhonda, about it is your form of meditation, I think in all the shows I do and talks and the amazing leaders I know, I think people have the idea of meditation being collapsed with doing nothing. Mm. Meditation, to your point, it can be swimming, it can be running, it can be walking, it can be golfing. And I don't think it's, I don't think it empowers us to judge what that type of meditation is and just to figure out what do you need? What is your swimming? What is your version of meditation that enlivens you and enriches you and brings you back to that core self? Oh, it's so true. Active meditation. That's the swim, bike, run. 
in a 70.3, that's my happy place. And I know that's my active meditation. And I'm so calm afterwards. People are like, well, you look, I'm like, that's my active meditation. It grounds me. And Jennifer, I think about everything strategy there. I do my best thinking, yeah. training and in the racing. It's so powerful. I did one marathon and kudos to you, sister, for having done how many, let's just be clear. How many half Ironmans have you done? How many 70.3s? 16. And this is just the start of 2023. So I don't know when this will air, but, and then I've done running across the Serengeti 55 miles, three times. And then I have a lot of marathons in there, but I've done 92 races all total. They're just mat they're and race across America last year, 3,070 miles on a bike team of team of us riders, eight of us. And one race is different. (laughs) That is incredible. And how, what do you do if you're having one of those challenging moments and you don't have a pool and you can't swim? Is there an in the moment thing that you do to shift your consciousness? Even traveling. I think that is a big, I go right to the gym and that's the only time I'll run on that treadmill. If I cannot run outside. Let's say you call it a treadmill instead of a treadmill. I know I'm not a huge fan myself. I prefer to run outside if I can, but sometimes it's too cold. That's where I will go. That's my moment. (laughs) Intentionally sweat out the toxins from travel and reset my whole body clock. Beautiful. So tell us, Rhonda, from Grit and Grind, what is another takeaway that maybe we haven't touched on yet that you would love our listeners to percolate on, reflect on something that you feel like is important for them to learn. Things listening first, the communication with the nonverbals, and I'll continue to say this, get a mentor outside of your industry. Mm-hmm. That's someone that is not in your industry. Very important. How do you find, how would you recommend that people find a mentor? What do they want to do? What's their intentions? When they look at their five-year to three-year plan, you can actually go on LinkedIn and search people. Some mm-hmm. folks are very good at responding. I respond to every message, Jennifer, that I get. It might take me a day or two. I don't like to get a lot of them, but I scan them and you'll be surprised. No, I'm not available. You'll get, or I'll respond back, but I recommend people search and take that leap of faith and ask for it. It's such great advice. And I think we all become, and I know I, this is true for me at least, that we sometimes become paralyzed by our fear of rejection. We mm-hmm. are so afraid, oh, Rhonda's so important. She's a two-time best-selling author and famous executive. Oh, she'll never talk to little old me. And I think that it's just pushing yourself outside of that comfort zone. There was a brilliant man named Bruce Cryer he and I knew each other on social, but had never spoken. And about three weeks ago, he posted, he said, I love to mentor people. It is my passion. I love it. And he is in the wellness space, which mental health is the new tech company that I'm building with Optimal Match. So I went on a limb and Bruce and I had never chatted. He's one of the original founders and creators of HeartMath. And I said, Bruce, I saw your message. If you're open to it, I would love to hop on a mentorship call with you. I really respect you. An hour, like after we have an hour long call, we are just talking and like, we know all the same people and we're best friends. And it was just amazing. And he referred me to some incredible people. And yet you have to take that leap of faith. You have to be like Indiana Jones. I may be dating myself. If you've never seen it, definitely go back and watch it where one of the tests he has to pass in order to get to the Holy Grail is to walk where you cannot see the steps forward. And I truly think it's such a beautiful metaphor for life. How often are you willing to walk forward when there is no discernible path? Yes. 
It's so important. And I personally and professionally, I love Jennifer when people reach out because you don't know unless you, you tell a person you need help. We don't, you, we need help. We all need help. We all need help. <laughs> yeah. Humaning is tough. Adulting is, can be challenging. And I think that's the thing that we all think we're siloed. I think that we all feel like, oh, I'm so alone and I'm just going to try and power through it by myself. And that is where having deep, meaningful friendships, relationships come in. I think I was just reading a Wall Street Journal article the other day that was saying the number one indicator of a long life has nothing to do with diet, has nothing to do with smoking or drinking or any of that. It has to do with how many important friendships you have, healthy, important relationships you have. And I think so often we overlook that. And my advice, if anybody is interested, would be to cultivate those meaningful friendships and relationships, because that is what will get you through the grit and the grind, right? Yes. And every year I've been doing it for over 11 years. I have all my friends come in, girls, nucleus, friends since two, three, sixth grade, Jennifer from all present. They all know they get it, view at a glance. Here we go back to intentional planning. In December, we're all going to be in the same room. And that those relationships, 30 plus women over the years, we all know we're grounded together. Mm, I feel you, sister. Hallelujah. I have three groups of girlfriends, one that's eight of us girls, one that's four of us girls, and one that's three of us girls. And for 15, 20 years, we've all been going on girls trips every single year. And but it's just so nice to feel seen and feel known. And it was funny. I just watched Avatar 3 last month. One of the quotes in the movie was, I see you. I see you. And that's it. To feel seen, heard, known, understood. That's what it's like to live a fulfilled and meaningful life, in my opinion. Yes, it is. That's beautiful, Jennifer. I have to see that movie. Thank you for that reminder. It's so good. I have 12. I love cartoons. Try. Don't be judgy, people. This is my thing. If you ever watch, if you ever find out what's Jen watching, I always wonder, does Deepak watch movies? I've even asked like Bruce to all these people, does Rhonda watch movies? And so for me, I try twice a month to watch movies and they are 99% of the time animated. So also recommend Strange World on Disney was really profound. So that's so ironic. I like the action, action, not chick flicks. I like the action stuff. <laughs> I can watch them sometimes, throw in like a Thor movie or something like that. But I am such a sensitive soul. That's why I need to get more like you, Rhonda. We need to go for like a movie night and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch some like gritty action. Yes. And you're going to watch with me and we'll watch a Pixar or something and we'll have a bonding moment. <laughs> I think we need that. I, the more grit, the more action, the better, Jennifer. I love that. They're going to make a movie about you called Grit and Grind. It's going to be an action movie and Rhonda's a superhero in it because you really are a superhero, my friend. I just am so thankful to have known you all these years and to see your continued success and growth. And every time, please follow Rhonda on her social channels. She has already many followers, though. What I love to share about Rhonda is that she just has a heart of gold. You may be thinking if you're just listening to this and not watching it on YouTube, you might be thinking, oh, Rhonda sounds like tough nuts, man. She's all grit and grind, right? And yet if you follow you. her and you watch her post and you see just the beautiful heart that she shares with the world, you just see that there is such an incredible human being out there shining her light. And I think you're such an incredible role model for all of us, Rhonda. Thank you, Jennifer. That means a lot. I'm, I'm so touched. Thank you. 
That means so much. On that note, please share. Where can people follow you? I follow your Insta and every, I follow you on all the social channels, but please tell all of our listeners out there where they can follow and find out about you. And of course, we'll include it in the show notes as well. Absolutely. It's for LinkedIn. It's Rhonda Vitiri. A lot of business there. Instagram is Rhonda M. Vitiri. Gmail is Rhonda M. Vitiri at gmail.com. I'm very simple. And my website is rondavitiri.com. And Twitter, I'm out there, but I've not, again, time and time. It's one of those times that I was just like, nope, I don't need to see that. Yeah, I'm with you. The Twitter is the one I'm on TikTok and IG and Facebook and all of those, but there's only so many hours in a day that we all have to devote to this. So Ron DeVitieri has been with us today, author of Grit and Grind, and you can find our other podcast if you're interested under Get Yourself the Job, which was the other two shows that we did a couple of years back. And this show, by the way, is brought to you by Optimal Match, which is our company that is a SaaS model offering a solution to match practitioners with patients around the world. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to om.app.com, but it's om.app. So you can check that out and definitely please feel free to share this with anybody in your life who might need a little extra strength and to believe in themselves because Rhonda and her wonderful wisdom can definitely help you get there. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of Regarding Consciousness with Jennifer K. Hill. We would love it if you would take a moment and write a review for us or rate us on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And if you'd like to stay in touch and find out about upcoming events with some of the amazing guests we've had on the show, like Deepak Chopra and other world thought leaders, feel free to join my email list at metabizics, M-E-T-A-B-I-Z-I-C-S dot com. Again, that's metabizics.com. And you can go ahead and join our email list there. Thanks so much. And we look forward to having you join us next week.